The Greenwood and Mulliner Show is proudly sponsored by Casa San Lorenzo Gosforth, the best Italian cuisine in the Northeast. Reserve a table today on 0191213 or visit casasanlorenzo.co.uk. Newcastle Fans TV. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulliner Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Me and Sam. Well, we've had the best 45 minutes ever, really, or 45, 50 minutes, because we've been talking with two of the best comedians in the North East about Newcastle United doing really well at football. And I think that's probably the best introduction you can ever have, really, Sam, isn't it? Because Newcastle are doing well, and we're having a bit of a laugh and a giggle about it. Yeah, we welcome back two big friends of the channel, Amphion and Raul Coley. Really great stand-up comics, big Newcastle fans, as you would have known if you would have heard the episodes with them previously. Both had uh, made quite stark predictions and opinions the first time round they were on, so um, some of which have come back to bite them on the behind, as you will come to hear, because we don't let them off the hook. So it's, it's um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great little show. This is pretty chaotic and, uh, yeah, a, a good, real good crack, this one. Yeah, it really is. Obviously, Sam mentions the, the, the quotes that Anth and Raul have had in previous episodes, but we're not, we'll, let's see if you can try and remember them before you, you watch this episode or listen to this episode, rather, because they were both very <laughs> um, interesting claims, shall we say, one about maybe a manager of our football club. Um, but I think the one thing you can take away from the pair of them in particular, Sam, is that they certainly know this stuff and they certainly are on board with what Eddie Howe was trying to do at Newcastle United. Yeah, as we all are. As we all are. Um, it's an exciting time. Things are going well. Hopefully we beat Aston Villa at the weekend when you're listening to this. Uh, if we didn't, I'm going into hiding. So, yeah, it's a big, big game. and It was a big, big game. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed we got the win. Um, emails, Johnny. I've got an email that's been sent to us for the podcast intro. Um, as I said last week on the intro, uh, send us your emails in. Uh, send us your emails in to info at newcastlefanstv.com. We've had an email from Jason Green. He says, Hi, lads. Apart from the obvious matches, your 5 0 Man United your 3-2 Barcelona's, your 5-1 Sunderland. What is your favourite ever Newcastle game um, that doesn't really get spoken about that much? Love the show. Cheers, Jason. That's a really good question, Jason. Um, Because the game, my favourite ever Newcastle game, but I think it gets mentioned a lot because of the fact that no other team has managed to do what Newcastle did that day. And that was the 4-4 draw against Arsenal. That was the best ever game I've ever been to in terms of Newcastle United. And we didn't even win the game. But the, the to your question that people don't talk about a lot. Um, ooh. I think this is a really difficult one, actually. Mm. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say the 6-0 against Villa. Because that was actually a crucial... That was a really, it was a crucial, crucial point in Newcastle. Not not in terms of the season because it was the first home game, but I just think it, it kind of gave Newcastle fans a, a realisation of where we were. Are we going to be involved in a relegation battle? Are we a bit better? And because Villa, let's be honest, Villa had a 
good season the year before that I think Villa finished in the top six the season before. So on paper, I think Villa might have even gone in that game as favourites at St. James's Park. And yes, that penalty missed by John Carew was, it was a huge moment. But from that moment on, Sam, Newcastle were unbelievable. And it was it was one of those it was one of those games going, do you know what? We're back, we're Premier League, we're a Premier League team and we're really gonna maybe not get to the top four, top six, but we're gonna certainly cause some seems some problems this season. Yeah, I was in Cornwall um the day of the game on the beach. Um so I texted the brother in law who's who's villa at half time to see what the score was. Um and he says uh three nil Newcastle or whatever it was. Um and I went, Yeah, very funny. What's the what's the score? He went and then he just said about no, three nil, go away. Like, oh, okay. And then uh like tried to find a pub somewhere, but like Cornwall was like just a pub serving Sunday dinner, no telly. It was like going back into back into like a time warp. There was just no sports on anywhere down there from where we were. So yeah, got back to the 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 cottage where we put on Sky Sports News and like six nil. Cisco got an assist, didn't he? It was crazy. Um, what about your son? I don't know. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Um. I'm thinking of two. I mean, like the Dynamo Zagreb kind of last second catch fire to see us through to the actual Champions League, which then led on to, you know, your Barcelona game and stuff. That was pretty special. Um, I enjoyed the Ferenc Varosh 4 0 because I was in hospital at the time. And um, we got special permission off the, the nurses on night shift to watch it, um, so long as we kept the telly on quiet. Um, so that was a 4 0. Ginola scored an amazing goal that day. Uh, Spria was class two. Um, and Man United 3 0. Could buy that free kick. It was a bit of a crap time. My granddad had been in hospital all day and like get home and you think, oh, I finally sit out, sit and chill out now after a mentally, emotionally exhausting day. And great, good now going to watch us get dicked against Man United. And we absolutely battered them, didn't we? Um, and that Phil Jones home goal at the end was hilarious. So yeah, they're, they're 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 probably mine. I know that's not. I haven't narrowed it down to one, but there's a, there's a few there for you. Yeah, there certainly is. I, I would say the Man United one was it was a special moment. I was thinking about that Man United game, the three 0 one as well. So yeah, certainly one to uh, to be you know remember. It well, you'll you will remember it, remember it in, with fondness for sure. But yeah, that, that, that's probably the answers I'd go for. If you want again, the the, the email address is there. Sam's read it out before. Um, info info, info. Yes, info at newcastlefanstv.com. If you want more questions, we'll answer them for you. We're, we're happily obliged to do that. But just before we start the uh, the actual show today, Sam, um, it's getting towards the World Cup. So Newcastle aren't going to be playing much longer. We're going to have a little five-week break. Are you looking forward to it? No. No, I'm not. Um it feels quite weird, actually. There's like three Premier League games left, isn't there, before the break? I know I'm coming up for the last one when we play Chelsea. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not yet. And it just maybe when the World Cup's actually on, I'll feel a bit different about it. But no, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to it. I mean, if we lose the next three games, then you know maybe I'll feel different and say the breaks come at a good time. But at the moment, no, in no way, shape, or form, am I looking forward to this Winter World Cup. 
Well, do you know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the Green and Mulner show with Ant Young and Raul Coley. So it's about time we get this show on the road. So this is the Green and Mulner show, and it is with Ant Young and Raul Coley. The Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV. Hello everyone, welcome back to Newcastle Fans TV. This is the Greenwood and Mulner Show. And I know you've seen two people in the picture. And we have got two of the best comedians in the northeast. but enough about me and Sam. Raul Coley is on the way. So Raul, if you're watching, get up out of your bed, out of your pit. Get on your laptop and get on this fantastic Greenwood and Mulliner Show. That's all I'm going to say. But today we have got Anth Young. Anth, how are you? <laughs> Good until I had to come on this podcast. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> oh, not that's in the not very nice. Second... Oh, should, should, should we get straight into this clip because you've got some explaining to do? You were on episode. What are we now? So this is a hundred and seventeen. You were on episode sixty. And right. you, my friend, said this. We'll finally get a new owner in. I don't know who else there is. I don't really, anyhow. So the question is, Anth, Anth, do you rate Eddie Howe? Let's put this into context, right? Because you have stitched me. The Perry's have stitched I, I got you, my Whoa. friend, Aaron Embleton, and you were like, oh, do you know, Anth doesn't rate Eddie Howe. The, you're making it look like I said this whilst we had Eddie Howe. I defy anyone out there, and if you say you did, you're talking shit, right, to tell me they wanted Eddie Howe as their manager when we thought there was world-class options out there. And I, I didn't know much about him. I just know him as the guy who relegated Bournemouth. Once we were signing him, I looked into all the extra work he'd done, how he didn't just go and watch the cricket while he was off, that he went and he went around all the different um, continents and learned football and in and, and different training grounds. And I, if I'm honest, I still don't rate anyhow. No, I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I think, oh, I think he's just digging. Yeah. You're just digging yourself into an early grave, and with all this. Well, I didn't know much about him. He's. I didn't think he was that good. You know, I tell you how Antonio Conte. Was. I had to show you the clip because it was that innocuous of a throwaway <laughs> comment. It was nothing. Now, one of my friends, he works on the buildings. He had a young apprentice who was watching your podcast, and he went there, oh, Anth Young's been on that. And he went, no, he hasn't. I have, like, football hasn't that on, which shows you where he thinks I am in, in the world. And he went, um, he went, no, no, Anth done it. So, like, he gets my episode up, and he's watching that, and Steve just heard, I don't rate Eddie Howe. And he went, play that back? He took a, sk- a, a snapshot of it. He put it in one WhatsApp group. Within three hours, every WhatsApp group I'm in had that clip. And I was like, please don't put it online. Please don't put it online. Then I sent it to used to, and, and Muggins here put a, put a clip out, didn't he? So, yeah, that went into the into the world. Oh, Whenever we win, that. whenever we win, I just get a message. I don't well, every week. Help. It's class, isn't it? It's class. It's all, it's well, all Graham Jones. It's all Graham Jones. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's all Graham Jones. Well, I, 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 I love how you're considering doubling down. I did. I genuinely did think about it because then in 10 years' time when Eddie finally gets a sack off all the Geordies who are fickle, I could just keep sending that clip out. And I told you. I told you. <laughs> but, uh... I told you. We've won two FA Cups in the Premier League, but I told you. <laughs> Shite. Shite. Nah, uh, he's class and he, he's just... And I think I like listening to Total Sport. That's me little dog walking show that I listen to. 
and uh, he just holds himself so well in interviews. I think everything about his demeanor is fantastic. I don't rate Eddie Howe. Fucking <laughs> it's it's, <clears> the, <throat> it's the best line in the world. It is literally the best line in the world. If you're a Newcastle fan, if you haven't, if you literally, I, I, don't, I think they might get put a few times. But in all seriousness, and when you look at the start of this season in particular, Eddie Howe's side. It just can't really get much better, can it? Like I know we're fourth in the in the league as we as we talk right now, but it, everything's just ticking along so nicely. And if you think about it, my my fancy man Alan Saint Maximan's been injured. We've signed a world record signing. He's played what two two games injured, and yet there's Joe Linton playing out of his absolute skin. At Miggy Almiron, he's found his Atlanta form. Jesus Christ, um, Botman. Rolls Royce at the back there, unbelievable. Like everything's just fell into place, and then you've got Callum pushing for a, an England start, and rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, everything everything's just gold at the minute. Unbelievable. Who would have thought Miggy Almiron would have turned into like prime Mo Salah against Spurs the other week? It was ridiculous. It, like well, that that goal he scored. Or oh, credit Sean Longstaff for the build up as well. But like if if you were to say to someone, show me a typical Mo Salah goal, that that finish from Miggy would be it, wouldn't it? Yeah, burning past people and then tucking it under the advancing keeper, just class. Um, I, I watched because I'm I'm on them. I'm sure you do as well. When we're saying the player, you go and look at the clips on YouTube. And I was like, "Who? We've got a player in this, Miggy Almiron." And then I thought they must have sent someone off wishover, because let's be honest, <laughs> under Brucey, nay good, but under Eddie Howe, like the the transformation, the confidence. I think that's what Eddie instills confidence. And I think a lot of players, I know myself as a goalkeeper, I was a confidence keeper. So when I'd hear my sideline shouting, "Lob him," I'd be like, "Ah." Oh. My own sidelines telling them because I'm a little little guy with short arms. I'm like Jordan Pickford, it's horrible. Like <laughs> my headed drop would get beat like eight two, and it was all about confidence. And you can tell, like Miggy Almiron, confidence player. Maybe Alan Saint Maximan is, um, because when he comes on, he looks great. Uh, what's that say? It's, Aaron says when he when uh, I'm guessing he's talking about Eddie Howe when he was at Bournemouth, he, I tipped him to replace Wenger at Arsenal. I always thought he'd do well at a bigger club with a budget, just the fitness, professionalism, and desire he's installed is immense. You that is on, true, Aaron. to be fair. Absolutely yeah. bang on. Yeah, it's absolutely true. I think I think I think we spoke um, not long ago, Sam, about the fact that when he first came to Newcastle, he was coming in between six and seven o'clock in the morning, which yeah, I know. Yeah. I know that's and, and and this is going to sound so stupid, but it's just the little things of what a, a normal working class person will do every single day. Pretty much working well, from six, seven o'clock to like five o'clock at night. You know, he's he's there all the time. It, it it makes a nice difference from like you know rocking up at half ten just to walk your dog around the training ground, doesn't it? I mean, I don't I don't want to dive in too harsh on the previous manager now because it's ancient history and Auntie used to cut his mum's hair. But um, <laughs> lovely yeah, lady, by the way, absolutely lovely lady. Just going to put that out there. She was. I think his family's nice. Um, I don't want to. Th- I, I don't know about anyone else. I tweeted this the other day. Steve Bruce lives rent free in my head. Rent free in my head. Why? <laughs> because you're sitting saying like Eddie Howe, working class man, coming at seven o'clock straight away. I'm thinking Bruce never turned up. He used to go on on holiday. With Miggy Almiron scored that goal. And I turned to my wife and went, you wouldn't have done that under Steve Bruce. He lives <laughs> rent-free in my head, and it's horrible. Rent-free. 
No, Stapleton says, Eddie Howe believes in the squad, gives them permission to believe in themselves. He has that belief, but look, the, the, the transformation on the pitch is just second to none. We'll touch more about that more in depth. But Anthem, it obviously has been, like Sam says, about 57 episodes since you've last been on the Greenman and Molnar show. Um, I'm assuming then Newcastle had just maybe just been taken over or maybe just... No, it wasn't even in the even been taken over. No, no it wasn't no, even no, that. Ant came on for our TakeOver live show after Novi Solano I was on. Well, I had a bit of back and forth with Spencer in the chat, which um, uh, I haven't got the clip, unfortunately. My wife loves that clip, actually. I, it's my favorite, one of my favorite clips as well. I, I, I should have clipped it up. Just in there, Gordoners. Like, it wasn't even Gordon. It was just Gordon and Newcastle fans, and I'm, I'm having none of it, like... Keep politics out because I couldn't give less of a monkeys. Yeah, but like last, like the first time around, Johnny that you're on about. Yeah, but the takeover wasn't a thing yet. It was just on about Steve Bruce needs to go. Yeah, to, to be fair, you're on. I think you, you said you're on a live stream with Nobby Solano, weren't you? The, the legend that is Nobby Solano. Did you rate Nobby Solano when he was at Newcastle? Oh, I love Nobby Solano. I love the fact that when we signed him back the second time, we just rang people up and played his trumpet down the phone. Love Nobby <laughs> Solano. Nothing but time for Nobby. He's no Rob Lee. He's no Rob. Neither is Bruno Gamarayes. I'm going to put that out there. Ooh. But, uh, I mean, no one's touching Rob Lee. No one's touching Rob Lee. Never. Bruno's been Ooh. here five minutes. Don't give us that. I think Ooh. we're going to have a new clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I'll, I'll put Rob Lee against bloody Killian Mbappe, Lionel Messi. I love Rob Lee. I would leave my wife and child if Rob Lee told us to. Love him. Oh. Doubling down on that one. You can get us back on in 10 years' time when Bruno is the Ballon d'Or or whatever you call it. And is one yeah. Cups. I will double down on Rob Lee. So what, what, is that just because out of your love for Rob Lee and not because you don't love Bruno? Oh, Bruno's fucking me. Bruno's unreal, isn't he? Like, he's only been here five minutes, so. And he, the way he plays, everything goes through Bruno. He's, he's one of the best players we've ever had. But I, I'd rate Rob Lee above Alan Shearer, so... You're Rob Lee above Alan Shearer. Wow. Absolutely. What, why is Rob Lee so special to you then? Because we're signing him for what, 700k? And he came in and he, he got lied to and got told Newcastle was close at London and Middlesbrough. And he just came in and he'd done his job. He worked hard. He scored a hat trick ahead of us against Royal Antwerp. And my youth, my growing up, was Rob Lee, number seven. And I, I just, I always got excited when he was on the ball. Like, love him. Absolutely love him. And you just can't even get them on this podcast, which really upsets us. I mean, I mean that in particular is very much a conversation for off air. But, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't want to discount Rob Lee's ability because, like, growing up, obviously, class player, class player. But, like, pretty early on, Johnny, you'll remember as well, like, I said, I, I think he's the best we've ever had in midfield, you know. And I'd like, Bruno. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really, really soon into his, uh, I was almost as quick to to say that about Bruno as I was as quick to say Ben Taleb's probably the worst we've ever had in midfield after standing outside the Emirates after a, a four nil battering. Um, I, I, I just he just sees things that we don't see, Bruno. He, he just Same sees like the matrix numbers. It's just the intelligence of the guy, and he just look. I mean that interview as well on. Uh, on, on Sky on Sunday after the game about uh, having his little in and 
with Callum Wilson as well. That uh, he was with Callum Wilson. He didn't have the yeah. little one with Callum Wilson. <laughs> um, that would but, be a good-looking uh, kid as well, mate. Two good-looking men. Wouldn't it just? Yeah, you, de- you definitely want an English passport for that kid in. <laughs> he's born in Newcastle, surely. Surely he's, yeah. ah, he's a Jordy. He's a Jordy for life now. Matteo is a Jordy. Let's not make an Erling Haaland mistake. Then you get that kid a British passport immediately. <laughs> Um, I, th- I think that I think the one thing I would take away from Bruno Guimaraes at the minute, and I'm not comparing him to David Silva, but there was a phrase when David Silva played for Manchester City and City beat Man United six one, and there was a pass that he made, and they described that he had wing mirrors next to him, knowing where the, the next pass was going to be, and I think that's almost what Bruno Guimaraes does for Newcastle right now. There's pass. There's, I think there's you hear a lot of. Love grown men. <laughs> St. James's Park is going, oh, like, how does he do that? How does he do that? <laughs> like, you, you you, think you know football, but I'm, I'm, I swear to God, he, I think there's players on even on the pitch that go, how did he see that? No one else saw that at all. Yeah. I mean, that just tells you how, how, um, how good, he, how good he is. But I don't know. I, I just, I, I just think for me, he is such a special, special talent. We've got to try and tie him down as long as we physically can, because you know when you when you hear other teams saying they were linked, where they were going to they were going to buy him in the summer, but they were so surprised Newcastle did the deal in January, and you hear that teams like Manchester City and Liverpool off the record a little bit saying yeah. that they I can't believe they can't believe that Newcastle managed to get Bruno. Just shows the capability of what Newcastle can do going forward because it's a project, and you almost now. My dad said to me the other day. If you didn't, if you had the chance to join Newcastle in the summer and you turned it down, you're going to you've regretted it. You're not going to make the same regret, make the same mistake twice now. And yeah. are you? No, definitely not. And I think what what speaks volumes for Bruno is he came in in the winter, in the middle of a relegation battle, with no release clause. That exactly. speaks volumes for the man's character. You can talk about his football ability, which we agree is absolutely second to none. He's he's one of the best, if not the best, in the Premiership. He's definitely the best Bruno. Man U fans, um, hundred percent the best Bruno, but mm. you you've got to look at that character as well, and that's what Eddie's doing. He's signing the right characters. If you're willing to come to Newcastle in the middle of a relegation battle and not say I want to leave, you can stay for the rest of your life because that's fantastic, unreal. Yeah, I think um, him and, and I mean, let's not discount Kieran Trippier as well. Yeah, that was the other big um, January signing, wasn't it? That just raised standards everywhere. I mean, just how phenomenal. I mean, look, look at Sunday. Trippier's playing some of the best football of his career and it just shows you what the hell Spurs were thinking letting him go in the first place. Yeah. It's, and for me, Botman and Shaw, I've always rated Shaw and I was speaking to someone who knows behind the scenes and apparently once we signed him, like, low, like was it Rafa signed him? Yeah. Apparently nobody liked him. They just in training they were like, Oh, he's not for us. And that's why he wasn't playing. But obviously Eddie's come in, seen what, what's there, and he's just a different player as well now. I think he's done fantastic, Shaw. Um so we can talk about with Botmans and with big Dan Burns, but like Shaw, like a new signing as well this season, just been fantastic. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. He really has, and I think I think it was the Man United game. He was probably he was definitely well, if not a contender, he probably was man of the match. He was actually my man of the match against Everton. I just thought he was a he was really really composed on the ball, which we always know he is. I just thought he Cavalier had one chance, and you look he at was my man of the match on Everton because he chinned that Anthony Gordon. Oh, I, I nice love little that. shove. Love that. 
he gave he gave Claire Balding a right shove, didn't he? But uh... <laughs> I hate that kid. Honestly, if we ever sign him, I can follow Sunderland. I cannot stand that kid. I just don't see the hype around him. He was terrible when we played him the other night. He was absolutely to go like... down all the time. Yeah, and he's just got that edge about him because it only got like, I mean, for, for, for yellow cards, you'd expect big, gruesome centre backs to have a load of yellow cards. Your defensive midfielders, players that do the dirty work to get, but hasn't he got like 11 yellow cards already this season? Or it, it, it's, it's a stupidly high number for a winger. Six or, anyway. six or seven, I think. Six or seven already. Just have a chip on his shoulder, won't he? That's his problem. I, I would have had Everton as well. And I was going to say, I think just Evertonians in general, to be honest with you, Ant, I wouldn't worry about that too much. But just going back up to Kieran Trippier ever so slightly. Sorry. Newcastle, obviously, it's been 12 games so far in the Premier League. Kieran Trippier has made the Premier League team of the week, I think, either six or seven times in 12 weeks. What do you think, in your opinion, Ant, what do you think Kieran Trippier is? If there was one thing that you've been so impressed with with Kieran Trippier in terms of what he brings to Newcastle, what do you think that is? Me, the leadership. The, the calmness that he brings that back for, the fact he keeps them in line. You can tell it's trips at the back. The, the captaincy, the, the right, again, the right mentality, which is what he's been brought in for. His free kicks are obviously phenomenal. He's defensive. He's better than that Trent Alexander-Arnold because he can defend. Mm. He can go forward. He can get back. He can score free kicks. He's the package. But for me, as from like a, a coach's point of view, with, with us doing the Saturdays and the Sundays, his, his mentality is what I love the most about him. I think it's fantastic. Alexander Arnold reminds me of Gareth Bale a little bit. Because obviously when things were going well for Liverpool, you can kind of get away with him playing right back. But you're right, he he, he can't defend as well as Trippier. But like no. if you were to push Alexander Arnold further up the pitch, like because people forget that Bale was a, a, a crap left, left back, back, one of back in the day. Yeah. I mean, we, I'm pretty sure we nearly signed him on loan under Chris Hume in the Championship. Did we really? Back in the day. Yeah, well, this right. was when he just wasn't playing for Spurs and he was just like back up to Asaracotto or, or someone like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Alexander Arnold pushed forward might be a better option, but what do I know? But yeah, there's just no comparison for, for England's number one right back at the moment. I, know I, can't, I can't believe they're too, having but... the discussion, mate. Can't believe they're having the discussion. Yeah, it, it's just no comparison. Like the the leadership qualities, and then you could just tell he was first through the door, wasn't he? Again, like you said with Bruno, no relegation release clause. No, and it just was just standards like through the door. Class, yeah, trip trips is just fantastic, and I'm feeling a bit sorry for uh, young Matty Target at the minute as well. He's just getting kept out by a big centre half, but you can see the logic. Don't if if it's don't broke, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And that back four is just doing fantastic at the minute. But I look forward to Matty Targa coming back in. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed that comment. Sorry, Simon. Good comment. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I think he probably will, if, if, if we're being honest. Is it, talking just briefly about England, Anthony, are you worried if, say, Gareth Southgate gets knocked out of the group stage of the last 16, that England might come calling to, up to the northeast? Do I Do I get wrong for this? Um, that that side of England does. I don't think Eddie Howe would leave her. Um but other than like maybe his big tournaments, I couldn't give a shit about England. Mm. Like, I, I really don't care much for them. Um, it's nice to get involved, it's nice for the hype, but I just love Newcastle. Um, and I, I don't see why Eddie Howe would leave us to go to England, as stupid as that sounds. He's got such a good project here. Um, he can 
sign all the top players. He doesn't need to be dictated by English players only. So, no, I think that'll be another 20 years in Eddie's future before he goes to England. What about you, Sam? Like, well, no, it just sounds like I'm just starting to rate Eddie Howe a bit. I don't rate Eddie Howe. <laughs> oh, also, we'll finally get a new owner in. I don't know who else there is. I don't rate Eddie Howe. I think it's I, I think it's more I think it's more that I don't know who else there is. That's that, that's I what know, I think who else? Who else? I'm sure you said uh, that on that very same show that you wanted Chris Hutton back. I love Chris Hutton. I do love Chris Hutton. Yeah, I, I love Chris Hutton. That, but he was brilliant. Oh, about, hang, on. hang on, hang on, hang on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. is he? Hang on, we're going to be joined. Let me just change the light before I bring Jolly Come Lately in. Uh, here he is. The one and Coley. Oh, yeah. There we go. There Change we go. Change roll. Uh, 10.52 exactly. Absolutely horrific. Good morning to you, Raul. Because I've come halfway through the season and you've doubted me as well as you doubted Mr. Howe. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a warm welcome to you anyway. Well, while we're on clips, as we've just played uh, Ant's clip again, Raoul, I'm, I'm it's just complete polar opposite. Here's your clip from when you were on a, uh, a couple of months back. I'm going to go bold and I'm going to say third, you know. Hey! Hey! I've never heard your voice go that high. <laughs> <laughs> You're still wrong, though, Raoul. We're only fourth. Chill out. Come on. Uh, give it some time. Give it some time. You know exactly where we're going to finish. It's third. And that's why I'm, I'm strictly speaking late, because the wizard is never late. Never really. arrives exactly when he means to. Third place. That's what I said, and that's where we'll end up. Did you put money on that roll? You know what? I was going to put a bet on Newcastle winning the league and Newcastle finishing top four, but I just never got round to it, and now I reckon the odds will be pretty. Aye. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> what, what, what were they at the start of the season? Does anyone know? Oh, you've got God, no, Sam, you're the betting expert, aren't you? I, I think it probably would have been shorter than you think, but just because they'll be scared of the Saudi money, the bookies, that they're not going to give anything away for free. I, I think we were like sixth or seventh favourite in the, in in the table or whatever to to win it. So I don't know. It still would have been a nice price, though. Let's face it, because City would have been odds on at the start, wouldn't they? Yeah. So, I no, think City will it it's, it's not taking away any of my happiness. It's been a phenomenal few weeks. It really, really has. But I have to ask you, Raul, before we talk all things Newcastle, how much crap has Anth been getting for that comment from all the, the comedians or the, the Newcastle fans out there? I think I've seen Anth three times since I, I last did my interview with you guys and, 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 and found out what he said. And I don't think there's been a single time I've seen him and I've not mentioned it. He's been getting oh, all man. the crap in the world. Like you, can't, I still can't. But who did you want that in? Did, did did you want Bruce back? What what was the crack? And I wanted Chris Hutton. You want Bruce back? <laughs> <laughs> I like Chris Hutton. What's your problem? Chris Hutton, <coughs> Chris Hutton is, did, you, did you genuinely want him back? I'd have took him. Yeah. I don't know who this was pre takeover. Just to defend you a bit, Ant. This this was <laughs> he wanted Chris Hutton back pre takeover. This is where we had Bruce, and we didn't have the money, 
and Chrissy Hutton had got up from the and I think he'd done a good job in the championship, he'd done a good job in the Prem. I'd have took Chris Hutton back. Oh, so did you say, did you say, did you say that when we hadn't been taken over? Yeah, yeah. See, it's you two dickheads not even giving context to this. <laughs> yeah, I've done them there. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? I don't want that. That's what whoa, I said. I this. just blended you then and gave it context. There was no takeover on. Like, it, it was dead in the water, as uh, Talk Sports said, or whatever they're called. It was dead in the water. So I was I like, well, I saw him on Saturday night at the boxing. I was pissed Which out one? of my tree. Simon Jordan, right. Jim White. Um, I was at the Savannah Marshall fight the other week, the other right. Saturday at the O2. And uh, they walked past me. I'd, I'd, I was, I'd, I'd had a few. <laughs> and then I was walking to the bar, as, as luck would have it, and they walked past, and I went, deader than a dead thing in Deadland. <laughs> and then, and then he just looked at me with utter disdain and carried on walking, <laughs> like like I was like I was a peasant that um, was like he just stepped in a piece of shit. But you know, I'm glad I said it. Good, I bet you did. I bet you did. Uh, Raul, I have to ask then, what a start to October more than anything. I think, obviously, the season's been brilliant for the majority of it as well. And 13 points out of the last five games, only that draw against Manchester United. And another day, Newcastle could have had a penalty. I'm sure Manchester United will argue that they probably should have had a penalty as well. But it just hasn't, it's just been unbelievable, hasn't it? Like that win on Sunday against Tottenham, I think, was probably the cherry on top of the cake so far in October, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But I, I think it's been. I wouldn't even say October. I think the whole season's been pretty brilliant, to be fair. I think for me, the moment where I thought, okay, maps I've got my prediction right here, was that 3-3 way back when against City. Um, and then from there, like even when some fans were you know, booing at the end of the Bournemouth game, I still thought at that point we'd been playing quite excitingly. I thought two things. I thought, number one, um, like I still think we should be undefeated. I feel like yeah. A bit of Fergie time is the reason we're not. Yeah. And number yeah. two, I just, I found it, I know I used to see an attacking football and we want to see like sexy football, but even since the days of Keegan and even under Bob, uh, Bobby Robson to an extent, I've never seen our defence just play like so solidly and so sexily and just leak so few. It's like one of the most organised things I've ever watched in my life. It's mental, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And then... Uh... I, th- I think as well, Sam. Up, Johnny, no, he had to bring up the Liverpool game where me and you were both there that night. Still, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. Um, yeah, the Scousers nicked uh, the points, which I'm sure that sentence has been used a few times. But um, Anthony, I'm going to get you back in actually because you, you, you spoke very highly of the defence. This defence has conceded the least amount of goals, or I think it's either the least or it's the joint least after conceding one against Tottenham. That if you, this is what they say, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of taking uh, Raul's point a little bit, you know, about winning leagues. Everyone says, or managers say, goals win games, but clean sheets win leagues, win titles. Yeah. Eddie Howe has completely rebuilt that defence, and and that is, you know, that is your backbone essentially, isn't it? Yeah, everything starts from the back, and you, you, I mean, we haven't mentioned him, Nick Pope. Let's be honest. Well, I think we're mm. all a bit good because we like the Brafka. We had no issues with the Brafka. Nick Pope. Is another level that save with his foot against Tottenham, where he basically done the split of Harry Kane shot. I think it was fantastic save, and then he's had like double saves. Saves is a keeper. I'm like them reactions are unbelievable when he, he he just like gets down and tips them for such a big man. He's vital at the back, Pope. 
Um, and then that back four in front of them. Like I say, I feel really sorry for Target, uh, but I, I just think we're playing out. We're not just hoofing it. That's what we used to do, that hump up. Just we're looking for Bruno, then Bruno's looking out wide, and I can't wait to get a uh, Uncle Festa back. What's he called? Shelby. I can't wait to get Shelby back in amongst that as well. Fantastic. You have the Uncle Fester ahead of Voldemort. No, fair play, a bit of variety. You sure Skinny his age there, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've hit the grey hairs with a headset. I always went for white to G Javid, me, but 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 nevertheless, Voldemort and <laughs> I, I can't see that. <laughs> no, it's an inter- it's an interesting one because obviously Sam the mid the midfield three, it, Bruno's arguably the well I say arguably he is in that you midfield. Get into any team in the Premier League, any. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Any. I agree. Why not? I agree. But who who would you I say are the best? Do, do, do you think, Sam, that who are the who are, in your opinion, Sam, the best two with Bruno in that midfield? That's a good question. No, no, it doesn't work when you have to say that yourself. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know you had a good run where you had like some guests a couple of weeks in a row and you thought you were Captain Big Dick. But then if you've got to say to your own question, oh, that's a good question, it doesn't hold the same gravitas. Um, Who is the best? I don't know. It's about getting a a, utilising your squad, isn't it? Because Joe Linton's just everywhere and he was playing on like the left on um, Sunday, wasn't he? Um, Willock's been good. I think Longstaff's been good. Um, Who are the best two right now with him? Well, right now you can't say Shelby can because he's been injured. But um, uh, Joe and Joe then, wouldn't it? But no, you can't discount um, Sean Longstaff. Miggy's goal wouldn't have happened without him. I know. I know he frustrates people because he does get caught on the ball a bit, doesn't he? And that is still like a bit, you know, your arse will drop. But it's it's just. One of them things. He's, he grows into a game, does Sean? But I, th- I think Willock needs a goal as well, doesn't he, to um, to cement his good form because he has been playing well. He's been doing everything but score. Raul, well, let's get you on this debate. Who, who, in your opinion, I'm assuming that you agree that Bruno just walks into this Newcastle team. We've all been waxing lyrical about Bruno in the last 25 minutes or so. But um, <laughs> who, are the, who, who, who would you say are the best two alongside him? Bruno walks into uh, any team in the world, obviously. I'd probably say just off this weekend, gone. Willick and um, Longstaff, I thought they were both amazing this weekend. And I thought as amazing as Joe Linton is, 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 is in that centre midfield, having him back up a sort of like left wing where he used to play under Bruce, I thought he was unstoppable on, on Sunday. Oh, he was. He was incredible. He was absolutely brilliant. And I, th- I, th- I think that's that, that comes with confidence, doesn't it? doesn't it, Anth? The confidence of the whole team, it's just, it's just amazing at the minute. Well, obviously... Um... Under Brucey, they were talking about, uh, well, it might have been just under Rafa, talking about Longstaff going to Man, Man U for 30 million. And then within a season, we're trying to ship him off to fucking Brighton or somewhere rubbish. Everyone's wanting rid of him. And again, under Eddie Howe, he's he's come really good. Um, I find him particularly frustrating because I think he's got the turning circle of me. Um, <clears throat> like, there was, a, there was a point during the Tottenham game, you'll know which part I'm on about, where we had the ball up front and he just gave it to them and they broke on. And I 
can't even repeat what I was shouting, and I swear a lot on this podcast. I, I was <laughs> effing and blinding Adam as as they broke through. Um, but yeah, the, the confidence is there. And I, I'll be honest, I reckon you could put Joel Linton in nets at the minute, and he'd do you a job. <laughs> the guy is just. And what I loved about Joe is the reckon he was always going up to the manager and going, "What can I do to get better? What can I do to to improve?" And that again, that attitude, and I've said that a million times, that attitude goes a long way. Um, but I disagree with, with, with Raul. There's no way I'm dropping Joe Linton the left wing when Alan St. Maximum's fist. You can get him back in the centre of midfield. That's, yeah. that's the thing he's, he's as well, incredible. isn't it? Like, this good form has been happening with, with St. Maximum injured. Like, just think where we'd be. Cause, and, and as well, he was on fire before he got injured. That Man City game, he was unplayable. That finish against Wolves was absolute filth. Just where would we in be the, if he was fully fit? I think it, I think last season as well, without him, before Eddie came in, I think would have been in the Championship relegated if it wasn't for Alan St. Maximan. I absolutely... When you two met him, I couldn't have been more jealous. Um, I absolutely adore that man. Um, so when he's back, he's on the left. For me, curveball, Isaac's going out to the right. And I'm keeping Wilson up front on his own, oh. and then I'm I'm going to pop Shelby, uh, Bruno, and Joe in the middle, and that's my front. Sam, why is he wrong? We've got oh, Isak. Have we still got Sam? So oh. it, 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 it's 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 really annoying that he's he's, he's got injured, um, because let's not forget. He's, he's probably played in our two worst games of the season, but he's got, uh, sorry, three of the worst games of the season. We scored two goals in that time. New league. He needs to adapt, but he's going to be one hell of a special player for us up front. You wouldn't like, and I don't want to He's not going to play Thierry them together. Henry, but I fear I'm about to. Thierry no, Henry I know, but you wouldn't, put, you wouldn't put him out on the right wing, would you? Because Terry Henry was left footed, so he played on the left wing. He went out wide. Don't give us that. Don't give us that, monkey. Yeah, I know. Like, he, no, he, he drifted out, out wide and came in, but he wasn't lined up on the left wing. I reckon that's what that's what Eddie's going to do with him. Be interesting to see, actually. But Raúl, what, what, get your, let's get your debate on Alexander Isak. What do, what do you think? Where do you think he'll end up? Playing? Do you think he can play up top with Callum Wilson, or do you think Eddie Howe's not even really thinking about that right now? I think he can play up top with Callum Wilson. I think he can learn a lot from Wilson as well. I don't, I don't know why I'm this laughing. What's making you... the man He's just having Eddie a fucking Howell picnic in the corner, dude, there. Just... Sorry? Having <laughs> a picnic in the corner? It's a banana, mate. <laughs> in the morning. It's nearly afternoon. Hey, the... It's brunch, it's isn't it? It's morning about 2pm for me. I work in a different class. <laughs> Um, sorry for waking up. Sorry for waking you up so early, then. Sorry, this is this is absolutely like it's very much a four a.m. wake up call for me. Uh, that's the sort of. No, this was, this was the thing as well. When I text Raúl to come on, when we'd sorted uh, get an anthem, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, can, can I put that in my diary?" Then I was like, "What you want about your diary? It's tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> I got to put notifications, <laughs> Seven different alarms to wake us up going off at various points in the house, otherwise I'm never getting out of bed. Amazing. Can you still come on Jesus, half an hour? But yeah, to... Exactly. 
But uh, <laughs> Alexander Izak, discuss Raul. Why why can he play up front with uh, Callum Wilson? I don't see why he can't. I don't, I don't understand Ansel logic. I, I think surely them two up top would be Eddie absolutely Ward. lethal playing off each other. That's me logic. Eddie, that's not an Eddie formation for me. I don't think he would. What's an Eddie formation for you? You didn't even think Eddie was a good manager until about a month ago. <laughs> what is an Eddie formation? Like, how would you define that? I think next Eddie green is... room, next green room. I'm just kind of chin you. That's definitely happening. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into the stand the other night and he's like, I don't rate Eddie how when he's given us. I'm just going to chin him. I'm not even going to let him get a word out. Um, I think if you, you know, if you look at how we've been playing, I don't think, and maybe it's because he's had lack of options. Yeah, but that's Eddie's the thing he has played with the front two. He has had a lot, lack of options, and particularly when you even when you got when you got Wilson and Wood, your only option is to play with one at the top and then then swap them in. And especially when you got like how threatening ASM and Almiron are on the wing, I think you've only got the choice to play for four five. But I think Eddie Howe is an adaptable man, and I think Eddie Howe would play not not eleven or eleven not not if he thought that was the most adequate way to win the game. So I, I think, think he will point. play it when it when it comes to it. I think Isaac, for as talented as we saw he was in the Liverpool game, however briefly he's been on for it, I think he could learn so much in terms of the physicality off Eddie Howe. And what's Eddie Howe's old modus operandi at the minute? It's like intensity is like the name of the club or whatever. Like intensity is just everywhere. Wherever you turn in the locker, just intensity on a wall. Like intensity, intensity, intensity. From there, I just think like, Isaac's still young, he's still skinny, and he can learn a lot of that from Wilson and playing up top with him would help. Oh, I wish I was still young and skinny, but I think the point we've missed was that... And you like, being skinny. Um, next season, if we like finish 6th or 7th and we have to play Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, there's going to be a lot of rotation needed in that squad and a lot more strength in depth, so I don't think there's any need to have like the... The Wilson v Isaac debate, especially when Callum Wilson can't stay fit for a full season anyway. There's going to be plenty of rotation because I'm fully expecting us to... I mean, I think we're nailed on for seventh at least, aren't we? I mean, I know Raul still thinks top three, which, you know, is fine. And and um, the new one, Raul, actually, um, to let you in on a, a little secret because you missed this, Ant's latest um, clickbait uh, clip is that Rob Lee's better than Bruno. Rob Lee's better than everyone. A lot of the uh, older heads say that, you know, the ones who use the references for Uncle Fester instead of Lord Voldemort. A lot of that generation do say Rob Lee is better than Bruno, but I, I, I only just caught, like, the tail end of, of Rob Lee's career. So if he was that good, like, you know, this is going to offend Anth, but, like, just because of how little I've seen of him, I'd put goodbye above Rob Lee. Mate, mate, are you on a wind up? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't, probably wouldn't have gone that far. <laughs> I wouldn't. I've, 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 I've never I'm seen. I'm, 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 I'm never I'm seen. I'm absolutely forming. That's, that's so bad. I'm comparing the stand tonight, so and I'm going to get the crowd to shout "fuck Raul." That's what's going to happen. Are you both at the stand tonight? <laughs> no, but I no, wish you were. I'm going to bring them on to that. That's a shame. I mean, I'm going to do a private tomorrow, actually, for Sheffield FC, the oldest football oh, club the in the world. That's where my wife's from, Sheffield. Who else? Oh, Sean, with you? Very good. I'm going to ask you. It's the corporate one. It's something to celebrate them 
moving to a new training ground. Uh, did you know they were the oldest football club in the world? Yes, yeah, of course I did, yeah, yeah. Kate mentions it a lot. I didn't know that, to be fair. He <laughs> called us up and he um, pulled a fast one on us. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm booking a private party for a football club. I'm like, oh, which football club is it? He's like, I can't remember the exact award, but he was like, oh, it's one of two. I'll give you a clue. It's one of two holders of, like, the UEFA like <laughs> infinite contribution <laughs> to the game award or something daft like that. The only other holders of the uh, award are Real Madrid. Where the other club? I'm like, what? You look at me and play at Barcelona. He's like, no, Sheffield FC. I was like, oh, okay. What are you getting below Wrexham? I'm like, okay. And the question that I'm going to ask you, yeah, or can you still do it? You broke up there. I absolutely. Oh, that's a shame. Top four. Can you still do it? Top four. Yes, I'll go with roll. I reckon we can. I don't want to be one of them Geordies. That that's gonna kick off if we don't get the top four. But uh who's gonna beat what? Hey, who's gonna beat what? If City couldn't do it, who else? Liverpool needed the referee and fucking Jurgen Klopp's tears to beat what? Like, nah, I think we're class. Top four, I'll go with Raul like. Yeah, we can. Big I'll word. take top eight though. I'm putting that out there. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. I'd take, I'd take that. I'd take that with a with a nice little cup run as well. It'll ding dang do for me. Love it. I also just want to say uh, I got I got that's, executive that's... tickets to the women's game as well next month. Very much looking forward to that. Oh, what's that? Is that the one on the twenty seventh at St James's? Yes, yeah. Is it against Bradford? It is, yeah, it is. Yes. Got there. They were like five pound a ticket, or I could take me and Emma into the executive suite for fifty quid. And I was like, "When am I going to get a chance to do that with Emma for fifty quid again?" So I just just got that. So I'm very much looking forward to cheering on the lasses at St James's Park. Were you there last time? No, I was. Uh, I was away at a gig. Um, so I've, I've blanked this out the diary. I've just booked this in and, and blanked it out. So I'm okay. going to be there this time. That's it was fantastic. a great day last time. What, what do you think of the last manager? Do you think they're not good enough as well? I think they need someone better, really. Someone that will get the championship. Wow. <laughs> like <needs> to go. <laughs> I'm clipping that up and sending it to Becky Langley. Don't now. send it to Becky. I don't send it to Becky. I was only playing. You've just ruined your daughter's chance of having a photo with the lasses. Up- upgrade Dunny from the physio to the manager. That's my that's my take. Um, no, Becky's class. Uh, and I think... The, the money they're getting put in, the fact that they're now under Newcastle rather than just wearing the kits. They've got their own kits, their own sponsors. Um, they're, they're, they're getting players in from all over. Fantastic. Fantastic. Buzzing for the women. Do you ever get any trouble at the Lasses games? No. Yeah, they have um, ultras. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I think that'll be, you know, I think what we should aspire to, wouldn't it? Well, it's just equal opportunities to smashing up the women's game. Yeah, like 30 lasses from Benwell in Stone Island. That's really what we're going for, is it not? <laughs> oh, dear me. That's not we'll see good. That. <laughs> Imagine hey, Beckham taking that before. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Moving on anyway. Um, Sam Milner, it's, it is your derby this weekend. It is Newcastle versus Aston Villa on yeah. Saturday. Um, how yeah. confident are you? Because Aston Villa 
obviously won 4-0 against Brentford last week. I know the sack mm. Steven Gerrard. Is it a good time or a bad time to play Aston Villa this weekend? It was a really bad time to play them. I mean, I was hoping they'd give Gerard more time because if they had, it would have been an absolute foregone conclusion. Feet up, 3-0, jobs are good and see you later. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's a tricky one now. I think, obviously, we're at home, so we should win. But I, I think it's going to be very, very close. I mean, it was only 1-0 at the arse end of last season, wasn't it? Um, when things were going great, they've got some good players, but we really should be beating them. Let, let's let's not get away from that. But new manager Banks, obviously Emery won't be in charge, but he'll probably be in the stands. Um, I don't know. It, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because Gerard was rubbish. He was. He was. And I feel great back because he was my tip for the next Newcastle manager. Yeah, well, you're thick. Oh, cheers. <laughs> but how can... How can, how can oh, Anth, Anth rated Steven Gerrard. That's why he's gone. Maybe he's Anth gone. wanted Gerrard. My bros have lost connection back. to the camera. Sorry, guys. Oh, that's all right. I thought you stormed out because you really no, like no Steven Gerrard. Maybe no. more than Bruno. <laughs> Didn't like him as a player. I don't like Steven Gerrard. You can clip that all you want. Didn't like I prefer the point of Gerrard... It went tits up for Gerard when uh, Michael Beale left because he was his assistant. He basically did everything for Gerard. He's buggered off to QPR and smashing it at QPR, turned the Wolves job down, and obviously it's all gone to shit for Gerard. So it's not really a surprise, but I just hope to God we win, otherwise my wife is going to be absolutely unbearable. With Villa in mind, I can see like Aaron's commented in the in the in the chat there, like he can't stand Villa. Grown up, like Raul, I'm gonna ask this, like grown up, I only ever disliked Sunderland. And apparently I didn't like Middlesbrough either till I realised Middlesbrough's over an hour away. Now they're not classed as a derby in my head. Um but now I can't stand Everton. I, I can't stand I'd rather beat Villa and Everton than beat Sunderland. That's how much I hate them two clubs. And I think it's because of social media. Like, where are you on that role? I think that's the way it works. I definitely like. I wouldn't. I would never go. The, I'd never go as far as I'd rather beat Everton and Villa than Sunderland. Let's say we were playing Sunderland in the cup, and and the gods gave us a choice of beating Everton away in the league or Sunderland. I definitely still choose Sunderland. Uh, but like, I, I I do think there is a new rivalry there. I just think it's the nature of time. Like twenty years ago. I don't think United would really, Man United would have really called Man City a rival or yeah. a derby. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's hatred there, but they expect a walk and they never really play each other at the point where City and United fans would probably get along quite easily in a pub. But I think over the years, just that bad blood has built. So with Villa, obviously, it starts with 2008, that infamous Damien Dust on goal, that banner. Um, Who's your Messiah now? And a deck and the and the, the joy they took in seeing us go down. And then equally a few years later, the joy we saw in seeing them go down, um, in, in response to how they treat us. And then that's just sort of kept up over the years. As soon as we came up, it was like a six-nil win. And then as well with the Everton, it's just been like mad fixtures like that, where obviously there's been Jordan Pickford linking the two clubs. But then as well, like just the way, like when we nicked that, I wouldn't say we nick it, we deserved it, but when we got that three-three, was it under? Was it under Rafa? Yes, I think it was on it. Yeah, that's gonna leave a sour taste in Everton fans' mouths. Um, and then as well, like it, it just always seems to be these games where 
there's more at stake or for some reason there's bragging rights or there's sort of trouble or or or, or they're just end to end like that where it's sort of somebody's taken it in the last moment. So I'd say like it has sort of developed like into a into a rivalry, but I still don't feel as strongly about them as Sunderland. Like I, I think to the Everton game this season. That was the one where I thought, and to be fair, of all the games I could have bought tickets to, I, de- I definitely picked the worst. I don't know if any of you have watched it. <laughs> you, I mean, that's a sign of how good we are because we're playing shit and we're still ground out a one, a win. Yeah. And that's what you want from a top four team and that's what I say about top four teams. But I went there because of like, when I've seen the atmosphere and we beat them, was it 3-0 last year? Uh, what ooh, Everton was three one. Villa was one nil. Villa was one nil. Three one, the three one, and 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 people have got dinosaurs out. Um, the guy on the speakers is playing the Jurassic Park theme tune. Everyone's <laughs> giving Pickford grief. Like just watching that, it felt like it was a. It didn't even. I think football concerts are quite similar. Uh, uh, football matches are quite similar to concerts, not football concerts, but they're quite similar. But when a football match really goes well for your team, or the atmosphere is something different, if it's a cup final. It's at five, I guess. It almost tastes like a festival-like atmosphere. And that's what I seen at Everton last year. So, like, yeah, they are a rival, but Sunderland's still Sunderland. And we're still... I think it's because I'm so far removed from Sunderland now. Like, how long have they yeah. been in the wilderness? Like, I, I kind of want them to come up just so we can fucking get a bit of rivalry going again. Because they're never going to touch her. Financially, they're never going to have that kind of backing. Um, they're still getting run by them two dickheads down in London. Like, I, there's a part of us, and I never thought I'd say this as a kid, feels a little bit sorry for Sunderland. Because, oh, mate, <laughs> it's, like us, it's like us with Ashley. Like, they've got them two dickheads. Methvin's still running the club. And I think it's because I listen to Total Sport, and you get some Ari Sunderland fans, and you get some absolute nuggets. But, like, you're like, I, I, I don't really see them as rivals at the minute because no, they're not. I don't... They're just close to. They're not. They're not rivals, of course. They're not. Exactly. That's exactly what they are. And I think. I think. I think they. I think they'll struggle. And I say struggle. I think they'll be fine in the championship. But then you're right. They're not going to be able to compete. So I think that's the biggest pain for them is that they're never going to get that far in terms of the new Newcastle. But it is what it is. I think that's what Raul was saying about the Manchester's. Manchester United and City should have been this massive derby. And they weren't because City couldn't touch them. Hence why you've got Liverpool and Man U hating each other because at least they were rivals. And Sunderland's never going to be able to touch again. So yeah, we'll have that bit of back and forth. But I just enjoy watching them cry on that fucking uh, forum that they've got going. <laughs> Class. <laughs> if ever a scenario like 25 years in the future where let's say Newcastle are routine top four sides, you know, often winning seasons. We're almost like City-esque stature in 25 years' time. Let's just put that hypothetical out there. Could you ever see, it might not be possible with Iran because they, they face loads of sanctions from the UK, but a country like Iran or another superpower who's discovered oil, imagine, like, could you ever see it where they invest in Sunderland <laughs> to sort oh. of recreate what, what Abu did in Manchester? <laughs> I can't see that happen Be- mainly because I mean you'll have gigged in Sunderland role. Like <laughs> I, it, it's a shithole. It's fucking <laughs> horrible. And I say that with confidence because we don't really run gigs there. <laughs> <laughs> you never will now. It's a proper shithole. They can't comedy can't take off because yeah. they can't afford to come to it. Like honestly, I've got it's a shithole. I can't see anyone taking them over. 
No, definitely not. Right, let's finish it. Let's finish it off with some predictions. Let's finish it off with some predictions. And I'll let you start off with the predictions. What are Newcastle going to do this season? Where they're going to finish, and what's the score going to be on Saturday? Score on Saturday. Um, I'm going to go three one. Nah, I can't see we're conceding three nil. Um, I think I, I just want top eight, but I'll go a little bit under roll. I'll say top five. I think Champions League's uh, a realistic uh, push um, this season. And I think we'll sign James Madison in January. There's me predictions. <laughs> North Korea. Sorry. Uh, Sam. That would be classic. <laughs> Sam. Until, until I die, yeah. season three. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Kim Jong-un up front. Kim Jong-un. <laughs> Sam, your predictions for this weekend and the season? Uh, seventh place finish, 2-1 win. Raul? I'm going to say we're going to grind out a 1-0 win, you know, on Saturday. Um, I think Everton will be off a new manager bounce, just knowing that Unai Emery's coming in. And then as well, they're doing quite well under their assistant. Um, and then I'm, I'm going to stick with my original prediction, third. I think, if anything, we might go up. We might go second. I'm going to go okay, bold, and I'm going to say third, you know. I love the confidence. I'm going to go 2-1 hey. Newcastle, and Newcastle going to finish. Hey. I've never heard your voice go that high. <laughs> <laughs> it never gets old. It never gets old. But, yeah, a big thanks to Anth and to Raul for their wisdom in regards to Newcastle. Hang on, we, we must give them a chance to plug where they're playing over the next few weeks. Oh, I don't come on here finish, I was going to say, have a monkeys. Yeah, no, 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 Anth, because I, I saw you at Stafford Gate supporting Carl Hutchinson. I'm, I've, I've been going back and forth on whether to tell you this or not because I don't mean it as a backhanded compliment, but I fear like it's really going to come out as a backhanded compliment and Raul's just going to take the piss. But you were like, because you were supporting Carl that night. I've been to a lot of comedy gigs in my time, and you the best. I really don't mean this as a backhand compliment. I mean it sincerely, just to double down on that like three person <laughs> apology. But like, you're the best support I've ever seen. But like, I don't mean that bad thing because you were supporting. Obviously, I love supporting. Honestly, I love supporting. Really, really was. Glad you enjoyed it, man. Thanks for coming. It was nice to meet you, Mrs. It was perfect because you do each other really, really well. Yeah. Thank you, man. Uh, Raul's not given us tickets yet, so we're uh, not seeing him live. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't support anyone as big as Carl. Um, you know, but, but congratulations to Anth to being the, the best bench warmer you've ever seen. Class. Cheers, Raul. <laughs> yeah. See, this is why I didn't want to uh, uh, I personally yeah, think Andy's actually a very good comedian myself. Um, I tell you what, I'm gigging on the second of second uh, of December. You might want to come to. Come on then. See if I can sort you some tickets. I'll give you a clue. Yeah, yeah. Most of us try and go there every Saturday. If not, watch the place. St James's. That's the one. Get in. What? How's that happened? Get that one quiet. I'm the half-time entertainment, mate. I'm just going to come out of half-time. <laughs> 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 well, he's playing because there's a World Cup on. 
No, they've uh, routinely run comedy throughout the years, every so often. And I think they're, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, actually, I've not been asked to sign an NDA. It doesn't seem like a particularly secret event, but they're trying to, obviously, I think, have you realised, have you realised at the match, how much investment they've done just like grassroots? Like, have you noticed how good the bar staff are now? And how good looking the bar staff are? That never was the thing at St. James's. That shocked us when I was there on Wednesday. They're all a very good looking bunch and all very efficient and they all seem quite smart. And I feel like they've got a whole new, like, rooting just everything under. And I think, like, just in terms of building up as much commercial viability, they're just opening up all avenues. And so they're going back to comedy and seeing if that works and helping support local acts. So nothing but love for, yeah. for, for Amanda and my dad and Jamie again. So basically, you've just seen the, the, the future Mrs. Coley. Sorry? You've just, you've, you've just met the future Mrs. Coley in the, in the bar. It's St. James's Park, basically. That's that's uh, that that might be the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking now the because he's one ticket left. No. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Well, again, if you get the chance to see Anth or Raul, make sure you do pop them because they are fantastic. Geordie Kins, Sam, where can everybody listen to this podcast? Same place as they always can. Links in the description. Out every Tuesday. Uh, listen, subscribe, leave that five star review. Thank you. A big thank you. And to Sam, of course, as well. Why not? We'll see you all very soon. Cheers, guys. Newcastle Fans TV. The Greenwood and Mulliner Show is proudly sponsored by Casa San Lorenzo Gosforth, the best Italian cuisine in the northeast. Reserve a table today on 0191213 0399 or visit casasanlorenzo.co.uk.